Welcome, 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 LinkedIn community. Welcome to the MYP show. We are here with Priyanka Kamala on this episode of the Marketing Your Podcast show. And we're going to talk today about podcasts, maybe most underrated, uh, underappreciated, um, and and definitely a most untapped market and audience in the world today. And um, I think it's going to be an exciting conversation. So Priyanka, thanks for, for spending some time with us today. Thanks, Hacker. I'm super excited to be on your show. And, you know, I followed your work on LinkedIn. You talk all things about podcasting and how you've been helping the podcasting community as well. So kudos to all the work that you've done. And I'm super excited and honored to talk more about the podcasting market in India. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. And we connected on LinkedIn and that too is also somewhere that I think people um, can really get some value. And if they are not following you, we're going live simultaneously here on LinkedIn. So I want to give um, some special kudos to our LinkedIn community. Uh, so if you guys are here on LinkedIn and you guys are watching us, then give us a uh, give us a shout. If you guys have any questions for Priyanka, then you guys can throw them down there. Now, one of the reasons that I wanted to have this conversation today was because a, a few weeks ago, I saw this infographic or an article that talked about the, the number one audience in the world in terms of podcast growth. And it was kind of written as this almost surprising infographic. And number two was China. And a lot of people thought it was China. And actually, the number one market was India. And Priyanka is someone who actually grew up in India. She came over to the US and found, um, is actually a full-time professional, helps um, in, a, in a very, um, she helps people with uh, kind of STEM curriculums and, and in a very kind of rigorous, rigorous field doing you know very professional things. But also, she has this other side hustle side commitment called uh, the Curry Up Leadership um, Podcast, and it's a, a brand and a, and a movement really to give attention and give awareness to people who are doing great things in the Asian market. And so I just thought that she would be a great person to speak to about this. And um, so with all that being said, Priyanka, why don't you just catch us up a little bit on how you got here? I know there was lots of twists and turns to kind of get to your journey, but um, take us take us through you know what you think is maybe most relevant to your podcast journey. Thank you so much, Hector. And a big hello to the LinkedIn family out there. Uh, I usually live stream on my show, so it's nice to be on someone else's show and meet my uh, you know, fellow audience here. So thank you all for your wonderful support to Hector and to podcasters like me all over the world. So my journey, if you look back, Hector, now I can connect the dots. I've been a storyteller all my life. I remember the first time I was on stage at the age of five. I spoke about how does an airplane fly. And I think that bug really caught up with me after I moved to the U.S. to pursue my education, um, master's in computer science and MBA from University of Michigan. I felt the storytelling aspect just scaled to the next level because here you are trying to negotiate with people, getting their buy-in. And that goes along with my work at the U.S. National Academies of Sciences as a STEM leader. So the journey of my podcast started two years ago when I felt I wanted to spotlight Asian leaders, purpose-driven Asian leaders making an impact in our community. And I've since then is 100 plus episodes. We live broadcast every Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern on LinkedIn, YouTube. You can find us everywhere on all podcasting platforms. So for me, it was the curiosity to know people, you know, get more wisdom as to how they navigate life. So that was one aspect. Two, being, being a storyteller for a lot of other people so they get their voices heard. And three, I have so much of fun just being on stage, lights, camera, action. They wake me up no matter, even in the middle of the night, I'm so happy. And that's how I'm so excited to be on your show. And speaking of the podcasting market in India, you know, the reason why 
I felt I could contribute to the show is, you know, as somebody who could give dual perspectives. I grew up in India and here I'm doing a podcast and 50% of my listener base is based out of India. So I have US, India, Canada, Australia, but a majority of my listener base is based out of India. So I, I feel, uh, you know, I'm exploring the Indian market for podcasting and see how we can uh, create value. It's a really interesting just time in the podcasting world. There's lots of changes, lots of investment, uh, lots of, uh, you know, lots of people finding out about um, podcasts. One thing that I think is really unique about the Indian market is, well, there's actually a few things that are unique, but I think that it's, it's sheer size is really the, the thing that maybe makes it most attractive. And attractive is kind of the, the wrong, maybe it sounds like the wrong word because attractive sounds like something that you might use if you want to exploit something. And I think that I really want to approach this, uh, with, you know, especially with things that are untapped, there's always an opportunity to exploit something. Uh, but, but I think that podcasts have a real opportunity to serve and a real opportunity to bring value to communities that otherwise may not have may not have that. And so um, what let, let's just first jump into like uh, why you think the Indian market, especially with regards to podcasts, are so special or has such a you know opportunity for for you and, and other hosts out there who are are looking to bring value to, to that community. Absolutely. So if you look at a recent report by Deloitte, uh, you know, they've projected that podcast could be a $3.3 billion business by 2025. And there was a recent report from KPMG, which talks about India's third largest podcast listening market. You know, as you rightly pointed out, we have uh, US, we have China, and then we also have India. So we're looking at a compounded annual growth rate of around 34.5%. You know, that's huge. And I feel India has emerged as a podcasting market. And uh, if you look at the, the, the user base, we have around like 57.6 million listeners who are listening to podcasts. Now, this goes back to, you know, the culture of our country, Hector, you know, having grown up there. Let me tell you this. Storytelling was, was ingrained in our culture. And I still remember my childhood days where if I threw a tantrum to my mom saying I'm not going to eat my dinner, she used to just take me outside, point me to the moon you know, on a nice uh, evening. And she used to tell me stories about, you know, somebody landing on the moon and, you know, something that's much more creative and imaginative. And I think podcast is a manifestation of how storytelling has been part of our culture for centuries. And let me talk to you about the factors that are contributing to the podcast potential in India. You know, the first thing being audio is a genre that hasn't been tapped into, you know, as you rightly pointed out. And there's a lot of potential over there. And there are a couple of key factors that are contributing to this growth. One is the, the technological, uh, you know, forward thinking infrastructure that we have set, in, set up in place. We have 700 million users with internet connection. You know, look at the outreach, you know, this internet user base has in terms of tapping into a wide variety of resources. And the second one being, you know, I still remember when I was growing up or, you know, I visit my family in India very often. We spend a lot of time commuting in India because of our traffic, our infrastructure. And radio has been a great source of entertainment for us when you're stuck in traffic for hours together and you have limited internet bandwidth sometimes when you're on the go. But radio seems to be a potential platform where you can listen to things in the background. And now we have OTT, which is over the top, consumption of content and people are getting used to it. They're adapting to these different channels of tapping into content. And I think podcasting is just 
an extension of these different kinds of uh, ways in which entertainment education is finding uh, roots into our home. And even my dad, he listens to podcasts. You know, being in that 60 plus age group, I would never imagine my dad listening to a podcast, right, of all the things available there. And I think the third and the most important factor is the pandemic. You know, the pandemic, and as you know, this you know, the second wave of COVID hitting India right now. I was speaking with my dad earlier before this call, and they have curfews. So now, uh, you know, people have limited time that they can spend outside, go and shop outside. So they're sitting at home trying to find different ways of entertainment. And statistics say that, you know, the podcast listenership has increased by over 30% during the lockdown. So I think these are some of the three key factors with the internet um, outreach that's available, the familiarity with radio, and then the COVID pandemic that's really hyped up this podcast market in India. Yeah, it's interesting that you talk about that there are some some long-term reasonings for for this um, ripening, if you will, and then there are some, some short-term reasonings for this. Uh, you mentioned storytelling and also the, the connectivity of it, and I think that those are just two things that make pod, I mean those that's what podcasting is I mean I think you know when you think about it, it it's the ability uh, you know just to put out something on an RSS feed and then podcasts are evolving today where you know even just these conversations uh, I as a podcaster have to find ways to how how do we make these conversations as enjoyable or consumable because that's becoming you know an important part or how do we how do we find stories that are worth telling or stories that are worth listening to so what do you think one thing I think is also very valuable that you can bring to the conversation is the ability to see both markets and I think that we talked about before we started recording that marketing is very very localized and there's a you know the best marketing is is when you can understand you know that particular audience in as a narrow of a slice as possible Nai- I have so much naivety about the the Indian market and you know I think uh, a challenge is a lot of people don't know what they don't know so you kind of seeing both sides of it what are some things that you think uh, are, are maybe interesting or maybe different than than, than the typical U.S. listener or Canada listener, or how can they? Um, how, how are these? How are they? How are they different? You know, this is a very interesting question, Hector, and this spans you know three different dimensions. One, I would say the habits of your consumer. You know, always when we look at releasing a product into the market, we look at what's the size of the market, what's the persona of your user, right? What are their habits? So let's talk a little bit about that. The second one being, I also want to focus on the multilingual, the regional languages, which have a wider market base for the Indian podcasting landscape. And three, also talk about different players in the market. What are they doing in order to be relevant to the Indian consumer base? So let's go to the first aspect, which is the habits. So if you look at a typical Indian podcast listener, you know, the age group is around 18 to 24. You know, that's the target age group that loves to listen to a podcast. And overall, if you look at um, the percentage of people who listen to a podcast, 50% of people listen to at least one podcast a week. So look at the potential that you are in their ears at least one time a week. And 62% of people have listened to a podcast at least once in their lifetime. You know, and these are people like my dad, you know, sometimes they get used to podcasts because they have to hear my podcast, right? So that's how I'm bringing them into the podcasting market. And if you look at the consumer lifestyle, 
when do these people consume the podcast? It's usually at nights because during the day you're busy with the regular day-to-day lifestyle. But at night times, you're focused on relaxing yourself and you can listen to something by finishing up your household chores or just, you know, taking a relaxing walk or I should say sitting at home because of the, uh, you know, the lockdown situation in India. But there are several different topics that the Indian market wants to gain more. Uh, three topics. One is entertainment, two, education, and three is lifestyle and health. You know, so the Indian market, the typical persona is looking for enriching content, something that's entertaining and be it with celebrities or, uh, you know, mythology, different genres that they want to explore. So they're always hungry. They're in quest for more uh, tunes to their ears to get more knowledge. So that's from the habits standpoint. Two, let's talk about the multilingual, the regional languages. You know, India is a market where if you just have a podcast in English or um, it's not going to cater to a wide variety of audiences from different states because, you know, we have so many different languages. Every state has its own language. I come from the southern part of India, so I know at least like three to four regional languages. So the landscape needs more multilingual podcasts so people feel more attuned. So say I'm from Chennai, which is in the southern part of India, and Tamil is my regional language. So if if I have a podcast in my regional language, I'm going to attract you know, wide audience space. And this is going to be a different audience than my, you know, pan-Indian market. So figuring out if you want to have a regional podcast, you know, how big is your market base? What kind of topics would they love to hear? You know, that's where your market research needs to be focused on. And three, you know, audio streaming services. We have big companies like Amazon who recently acquired Wandry. We have Spotify, we have Netflix. So people are used to OTT platforms. You know, this was not the case a couple of years ago. People would walk into movie theaters to watch. But now with the pandemic, with movie theaters facing uh, social distancing and occupancy percentage issues, you're forced to sit at home and you're watching OTT. Like, for example, Hector, my parents now watch on Amazon Prime or Netflix, and they're okay with consuming this content from different sources, from their smartphones, from their TV. So if, you know, the older demographic is able to adapt, Think about the younger demographic, the 18 to 34 age group that's more in the quest for gaining more information, right? So companies like GeoSavan, which is held by, you know, Reliance Industries, one of the biggest businessmen in the world, uh, Mukesh Ambani, you know, they have a podcast streaming platform where people listen directly on the platform. It's called GeoSavan Yourcast which launched back in 2020. So, you know, 60% of GeoSavan listeners, they are in the age group of 18 to 35, as I pointed out. We have companies like Spotify who own Anchor. So there are podcast-making platforms, there are podcast-distribution platforms. So on the whole, it goes to say that, you know, it's the consumption, um, you know, the various channels of consuming content, which makes it much easier for people to get into this podcasting space, both as a content creator as well as as a listener. Yeah, what's interesting is you mentioned that the opportunity to go up in age, <clears throat> that the there is a older demographic that's starting to understand podcasting. And it's it's a, uh, unfortunate, obviously, that the, the lockdown, um, but, but I guess fortunate in the sense that there are some avenues of finding entertainment or finding, you know, this enrichment that, you know, otherwise, you know, they might be stuck at home or forced to, to watch, you know, network television or something. Um, you talked a lot about... Th- 
maybe potentially creating a regional show. And I thought that that is, uh, that's something that I think someone could take that idea and, and, and put it to wherever, whether it's in India or, or, you know, other places, um, specifically for you, you've kind of done that with your show in the sense that you've really catered to, or not catered, but you've really wanted to shine a spotlight on, on a particular niche or on a particular audience. And you've chosen, you know, people that are making an impact in the, in the Asian market. How, what went into that decision-making and, and how have you seen that, um, benefit your, your show or your brand or, or kind of what, in a way you've kind of created a a regional-esque show, um, in that sort of capacity. So, um, can you talk a little about that strategy or mindset or what went into that uh, decision? Thank you for your kind words, Hector. So for me, the first thing was being authentic. You know, as an Asian, as I talked about the culture of the Asian community, be it with storytelling, right, for the podcast space, you know, I felt I could speak, I could understand, you know, the challenges that it takes to break some of the stereotypes that we grew up with. So the authenticity factor made me feel catering to the Asian market uh, would would be very unique to the show. And the second one, speaking of the brand name, you know, the podcast was branded Curry Up Leadership. Uh, you know, Curry Up, the first thing that comes to your mind is Asian, right? Uh, when you talk about the different flavors of your Asian spices, Asian food. And uh, we have the word leadership to it because it's 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 not a food show. It's, it's a podcast that will inspire you. And for us, it's, you know, navigating two things. One is, you know, as you see on LinkedIn, Hector, everybody talks about your accomplishments, you know. But I've seen off late that a lot of people, though they're in the senior leadership roles, they don't feel comfortable talking about themselves. And I felt, you know, those are stories that need to be heard. So that's the, one of the reasons I look at myself as a chief storytelling officer for a lot of my guests on the show, because at least for 75% of my guests on the show, they've never been on a show. They never had a, an opportunity to broadcast their story, never been on a live stream, you know, on top of it. So it gives them the confidence that their story deserves a voice. And the other aspect being, when we look at the Asian community, we speak about, you know, the top leaders like Indra Nui, she's been my role model. But they're not as approachable uh, and you don't get to hear their stories as often as you should. So my focus has been to pick on, you know, budding innovators, you know, leaders who are approachable, leaders who can, who are willing to share their stories, uh, the candid stories, their low moments, how do they handle life? So it's not just about the professional accomplishments, it's more the person behind it, which the social networks don't get to showcase, right? We always see the happy pictures, but what does it take to get there? That's something that I unveil on my show. And, you know, the third aspect being, it gives me a lot of inspiration because most of the times I have fun on the show because I'm curious to get to know my guests. And that curiosity reflects on my listeners who are interested in saying, you know, this is not a standard question that... I hear or that, uh, you know, that people talk about. This is something that's unique because I'm digging deeper into the layers of uh, the complexity that we form as a human being. So those are some of the reasons, um, you know, how our brand has stood out distinctly. And I'm looking forward to having more Asian leaders as we continue to ace 100 plus episodes. And thank you so much for your support, Hector, as well. Yeah, well, you're welcome. I think that it's also cool that you are giving, if I'm not mistaken, you have some young, you have some young people on your show too, as well. Yes. Can you talk about um, what, why you decided to to highlight some of those, uh, maybe some specific stories, how young the kids are, and I just think that's a really unique thing that I don't see a lot of people bringing attention to. Thank you. Um, you know, that's an 
That's a great question, I would say, because a lot of times we focus on, you know, guests who have an amazing network who will promote your podcast, right? Because you think, okay, this is going to help me elevate my show. But I feel it's my commitment to give back to the community as well. And as you rightly pointed out, we've um, hosted, you know, a handful of young entrepreneurs. I call them kid pruners. And actually, my 100th episode was hosted by two kid pruners, Nethila Nimsut from Sri Lanka and Namya Joshi from India. They were the hosts of my show and they were actually interviewing me as a guest on the show. So it's actually fun to see how, you know, the show can get a fresh uh, breath of air through innovation by bringing in young guests. I get to learn from them. My listeners get to learn from them. And most importantly, India is a country of young innovators and a lot of the Asian communities as well. We always focus on, you know, education. You know, when I was growing up, GPAs, being the first in the class, ranking, you know, in the top one percentile, those are some of the metrics that defined our success. But if you look at the young innovators in today's Asian community, they're doing a lot of things outside of school, you know, be it, um, you know, a recent guest of mine was talking about uh, Internet of Thing powered mask. It's called an IoT face mask for COVID or, you know, kids who are focused on helping other kids succeed as entrepreneurs, you know, helping them teach STEM. Uh, they have their own ways of doing it. And I feel bringing them on my show gives them a lot of confidence, uh, and I would say when I was growing up in India, when I was looking at um, getting admitted to a college in the U.S., when you hear from somebody, you know, from a different part of the world who acknowledges your work, that gives you a sense of confidence. And I feel it's my turn to give it to the kids back in India to feel that, hey, you deserve global recognition and I'm here to support you in that endeavor. So that's the thinking behind it. And um uh, when I hear great things about how they felt being on the show, on a live show, and how their parents and network of friends feel so great seeing them succeed. Now, that gives me a lot of high. Yeah, it's a beautiful mission to have. Thank you. And I think it's great that you've come and approached podcasting with so much, um, with such a, a servant mindset, I think is, is so important uh, because one theme that has come up on other conversations is this concept of, of pod fade. And that's, you know, I don't know who named it. It's a terrible name, but it's for those listeners. Yeah, but it's real, you, right? Well, it's very real. And for those who don't know what it is, it, it's, you know, that most podcasts, uh, end up fading out, failing around seven episodes. Seven episodes. So. Yeah. That's yeah. the magic number. I, I've had it happen to me on, on one for sure. And so I know, I know it intimately um i guess my my reason for saying all that is over your your journey what what do you say to or if there's someone who is experiencing burnout fatigue um their numbers aren't where they want them to be or they're just not experiencing whatever expectations they thought they would have at the beginning um what what would you say to someone who's in that position um because i'm sure that you've experienced those moments you know yourself it's an excellent question hector and something that uh, you know we need to be more open about everybody talks about having like the top podcast on Apple podcast or whatever was that statistic, right? But I had the same feeling when I was around 17, 18 episodes, I felt, you know, this is a lot of work, a lot of sweat equity that goes unrecognized, right? Because you do so much for your, for your guests, for your, for the network to make sure they get the information knowledge that they need. But at the end of the day, you feel like, okay, what I'm, what's the return on investment on this, right? And who are, who's listening to this podcast? Why am I doing what I'm doing? So that question pops up. And a couple of things that I did was, 
I was doing an audio-only podcast and I quickly pivoted to a video-based podcast because I felt that's where my strength lies. You know, I felt a video podcast gives me a sense of rejuvenation and, uh, you know, helps me overcome the part fade. So I did that. So we started live streaming it. Uh, so that was the next step. So I've been looking at how do I adapt myself based on my personality, uh, based on my strengths. So if I do a live stream, I feel it's a commitment. You know, I... I I'm telling my listeners, I'm going to be live and you can join me at this date time on this channel. So that's an accountability factor. And two, as I mentioned, the video podcasting uh, factor. And honestly, for the first 100 episodes, I was doing it at a, such a fast pace because under two years, I was able to do 100 plus episodes. And um, that's a lot of work. You know, that needs a lot of commitment and it's not easy. Um, but only after 100 episodes, I started getting more traction. You know, the word started spreading out, but it took me 100 episodes. Just imagine, you know, when your numbers aren't the way you expect it to be. It's not like a million downloads. It's a few hundred downloads, but I feel it's more impactful. And it goes back to the niche. You know, I'm focusing on a specific niche, which is the Asian community. So it's it's a granular, uh, you know, it's granulated so much. It's not like the entire world who wants to get inspired. It's the Asian market. So I'll have to readjust my metrics of success based on whom am I reaching out to, like getting to know my demographic, getting to know who's listening to my show. It took me two years to figure that out. But then I felt like I'm doing this for for the Asian community. So I need to keep going. And sometimes it's a lot of inspiration that I hear from my guests who say, hey, keep going no matter what. And, you know, like-minded people like you, Hector, who help you in this journey where you, you know, this is something that's normal in the podcasting community. Part fate happens. Uh, but sometimes you have to look forward, look at the bigger mission. And sometimes when your calling is bigger than your burnout or your part fate, I think you'll find that inner drive to keep going. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, after I had that, you know, I started a podcast and we had a... I think we did seven episodes exactly. And then we had my, my second, uh, my daughter, my first daughter, but my second child. And so, you know, everything went out the window after that. And, and the second time around, I really had to figure out what is, what is something that is worth committing to, you know, what is something that that's worth being in the long haul for, or, or what would I be excited to do? Even if I wasn't on the top charts or wasn't, you know, having whatever download numbers, you know, people get excited about. So that's right. a that's fantastic be, and, place. Right. And you've been doing an amazing job, like with your podcasting agency, right? You've seen this happen, but you just have to keep marching forward. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Priyanka, this has been a, a fantastic conversation. I, I'd love to give one more, maybe an opportunity to to synthesize because you've talked a, a, a lot about a lot of things and I want to thank you for being so prepared and so, um, so well prepared to talk about this and this topic. Um, we talked about the size of, of India just, you know, globally, you know, with over a billion people, it's just, you know, the sheer magnitude of size is there. Uh, but you also talked about the habits that people have and whether that comes to the, the, just culturally, you know, how people are, are raised, but then also um, short term, some of the things that are going on there that people are, are forced to, to deal with. And then the last thing you talked about is that, you know, with that size becomes, you know, even within, you know, the US, there are so many different regions um, that someone can cater or, or appeal to. Um, you talked a little bit about that, you know, being at, at scale in India, because, you know, there's so much, so many more people. Um, for someone who who's, comes away from this conversation going, you know, I want to, this sounds like a, a market or this sounds like an opportunity that I want to take advantage of. I, I want to find a way to, to serve or get, bring value to, you know, the Indian in market. 
where do, where should someone start? What should someone do? Do they research? Do they go read a book, watch a movie? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I, you know, wh- how does someone start to begin to understand, you know, at a deeper level, um, how they can start to bring value to this market? You know, as the saying goes, right, you got to do it. You know, once you have your hands and feet dirty, because the more you sit on the, you know, the sidelines and start contemplating about how do I do it? What do I do? You're not going to understand your market. Uh, I would say be prepared in certain ways, like understanding which market you want to focus on. What's the, the genre for your podcast? Is it entertainment? Is it education? If you're looking at a specific market, you know the kind of topics that entice people. So you can start from there, but always figure out your why. So, you know, to put this in a nutshell, I would start with figure out your why. Like, why do you want to do a podcast? Is it because there's a podcast marketing space or is it because you really love being a podcaster, want to be part of this growth curve? So figure that part out. And two, you know, speak to like-minded podcasters in your community. You know, if it's the Indian podcasting community, there are several groups. You can reach out to them, try to understand the the landscape, some of the challenges that they face. So in that way, you are prepared in your own way. And three, you got to do it. You know, it's easier to start a podcast. You know, there are several third-party, you know, platforms where you can record, edit, distribute your platforms pretty quickly. But sustaining it is the key. And I think that's what 2021 is going to show to the Indian podcasting space. I think the pandemic has resulted in a lot of podcasts blooming in 2020. But how do you sustain the content? How do you ensure you're resonating with your audience? You know, that will be the key aspect. So figure out why, you know, that's your one, uh, number one way in which you can be prepared to speak to like-minded podcast uh, peers in the community. Um, and three, you know, just go for it. You know, start doing it and you can pivot it as you go along. And there's no, you know, hand-curated book that's going to help you out. It's more tried and tested methodologies and having a supportive tribe of podcasters who can help you through this journey. Such such great advice. And what I'm, I'm realizing is that, you know, we talked about a particular market, but a lot of this advice and a lot of this wisdom can be applied to to whatever niche or whatever market someone is is deciding to go into. So uh, fantastic. And, and thank you so much for that, Priyanka. The the podcast is Curry Up Leadership. Um, you're also on YouTube. Uh, you're also active on LinkedIn. Uh, is there anywhere else that people should go and get connected with you or anything else that um, people should go and do after the this conversation to stay uh, up to date with what you got going on? Absolutely. Thanks for your kind words again. So we live stream on LinkedIn, YouTube. So you can follow me, Priyanka Komla, a Career Leadership Podcast page on LinkedIn. On YouTube, it's Career Leadership Podcast. We are on every podcast streaming platform, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, your Googles, Alexas, name it, we're there. And you can also follow me on Instagram, Priyanka Komla, if you want to see the life of a podcaster, which is behind the scenes. So there are several ways in which you can stay connected. So do subscribe, follow us. Leave us a review and rating, you know, as podcasters, right? You know, that's something that we always uh, look forward to because it helps us understand how this podcast is helping you become a better version of yourself. Um, Thank you, Hector, for this opportunity. And Hector is an amazing podcaster in the community. So follow him on LinkedIn for amazing wisdom. And, you know, if you're looking for a podcast resource, I would point you back to Hector because I've learned a lot from him through his posts as well. So thank you. 
Well, I appreciate the kind words there. Um, guys, do all the things. Subscribe and likes and follows. And uh, I think what she said about leaving a rating um, with what you gained out of it really helps us to gain some insight on on what is valuable. You know, I was talking to a, another host the other day that the the biggest challenge he's having is he doesn't know what his audience wants. Exactly. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't he doesn't have an idea. He's putting stuff out there and he's just kind of throwing stuff at the wall. And so if there is something that stands out or something that resonates or something that um, you know, even questions that you have, those are always great to leave in the comments if you're catching this on LinkedIn or if you're catching this on the podcast to, to leave in a rating and uh, and go find us on LinkedIn so that we can get connected as well. Thank you. And feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. Happy to be of help in any way I can to give back to the podcasting community. Thank you so much, Priyanka. Thank you guys for sticking with us. And if you made it here, you are, are one of us and you are, are cut from the same cloth. So we appreciate you being part of the MYP community. And we will see you on the next episode of the Marketing Your Podcast Show. Thanks for listening to the MYP Show. We know that there are a ton of podcasts that you could be listening to, and we are grateful that you chose some time to spend with us today. If you're not connected with me on LinkedIn, just search for me, Hector Santi Esteban. Make sure you're subscribed to the show, and we'd always love for you to leave a comment or rating so that other people can find it as well. We hope you're having an amazing day, that you're safe and thriving, and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the MYP Show.